0: Take 2. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Try it. Is it going to work? Welcome to the Everyday Sniper, part two of uh, Wheels in the Leg, man. (laughs) Um, I got Surgeon George on the phone because I was bored the other day, and they're like reaching out to me like, hey, dude, if you're bored, we got shit to stay. I'm like, yes, I'm totally bored. Um, So I need somebody who can talk shit. How you guys doing?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, doing good here, man. Got uh, all that corona bullshit here in California, and they're uh, making us shoot with masks on, so... Um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but you can't get coronavirus if you're eating. So, uh, you know, just eat some peanuts throughout the match and you don't have to wear a mask. It's uh, <laughs> science.
0: It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, my daughter's in California and, and, and it's just ridiculous the shit she's jumping through. But, yeah, I mean, it's like the worst state in the planet. And you guys actually have to wear a mask when you're shooting?
1: Yeah, it's uh, also our range is on a Indian reservation, uh, the Paula, Paula tribe. And uh, the tribal members uh, have the rule to, you know, 100% masks all the time unless you're eating. So, you know, being Americans, we're going to uh, not abide by that and just, you know. Yeah, pistachios. Yeah, you won't get coronavirus if you're eating.
0: Peanuts or pistachios, something that – or sunflower seeds. Just nibble on a bunch of sunflower seeds the whole time and and you're golden. Um, Yeah, that's – it's like – it's ridiculous, but um, what I wanted to get into is because coming off of that last episode, and, and I had some some trolls and fucking drama on Facebook, so this is actually perfect that you guys reached out, because uh, we're going to talk about, y- you guys host local competitions out in San Diego, uh, you shoot a metric ton of matches, I mean, George is usually top five um, everywhere he goes, and he shoots almost everything that I've been to, I mean, the last, I think, three guy three times, rather. The last three times we've been together have been at matches um, because I see you guys all over the place um, more so than I do. But, uh, yeah, so I wanted to get into that and kind of show that, you know, that John fucking Weebush guy troll on Facebook, whatever the fuck his name is, that Johnny come lately who thinks he he shot a PRS match once, um, that we're intimidated or afraid to show up because he doesn't comprehend what we're saying and thinks – I'm like this big, nasty, anti-competition guy uh, when you guys kind of know that's not really the case because we do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny to, you know, I don't have a Facebook or anything, but it's funny when George, and you know, includes me in a group chat and shows me shit that people are saying on Facebook. And, um, I you know, don't get it. You, I've, you know, I've seen you at, what, four or five matches now, and, you're traveling the country, putting on uh, training and shit. And who's is where's his wanker from?
0: I don't know. Probably Midwest somewhere, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Some who knows where the fuck he's from. People are fucking oh. troll. They're just trolls, dude. Is you know how it is? They they're bored. They're on Facebook. They come on and he does. But the, the bitch that gets me is they don't even comprehend what I was saying. About like with the Ryan Hay and Nick Irving thing, he didn't even comprehend that I was saying, you know, what's the point of calling a guy like Nick out to shoot a match when there really is no rules or guidelines on what does that call out mean? And it's funny because I was actually talking with Ryan Hay um, in the backside a little bit. Uh, him and I were PMing each other and he was laughing over what I had said. And I and I'd said to him, I said, well, I, I basically called Ryan Hay out because I know he could take it. Because um, so many of them can't freaking handle it anymore, and they and they cry and whine and shit. It's like the guys who bitch about George shooting a stage different. You know, it's like yeah. George didn't shoot that stage the way it was designed. It's like yeah, because George doesn't have any fucking legs, you dumbass. And how's he supposed to stand <laughs> up? You know,
2: it's like that. Uh, it's like that one meme. Like ooh, that's nice. Whatever is on the price table, it, it'd be a shame if uh, ours to snatch it away from you. Yes, that's all it is. At the end of the day, really, that's all. I mean, let's be real. That's what it is. I mean, you're taking something from them that they're trying to profit off of it. So, I'm just, um, just speaking it the way it is, man. So, and even then, dude, it's those dudes that are like, supposedly nice, dude. A lot of times, man. They're gonna be the ones that talk mad shit behind your back. So, take it for what it is. I mean, I, I get it. People say it's a welcoming sport, sure. Until look, like, look, like, people stop being nice once you start beating them. So,
0: <laughs> funny uh, how that works, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and you do really well. I mean, you're you're a fucking shooting machine. You're out there uh, just tearing these things up, and yeah, you do have to compromise every now and then, but I mean, this entire fucking uh, series, all of them are really about compromise and adapting to the match director situation, so I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, you have some physical limitations through no fault of your own, and you have to compromise to get the job done, and you do a fucking better job than most when it comes down to that. Yeah, I mean,
2: that's where... uh Honestly, it's like the RTC matches, the Rifleman Teams Challenge matches. That's kind of why we're starting to do that the most. Because, quite honestly, I mean, dude, it's like, it's kind of more, it's way more relaxed than what you'd find anywhere else. That, I mean, it's, for the most part, Serge and I will go to to a match. It At the end of the day, for us, is it's about the match director, honestly. If we like the match match director and the the matches at a... Uh, uh, scenic location we will go to it so we're not we're not there to like uh for a points race basically I, I i could care less about uh going to the championship or finale whatever depend on what league it is honestly i can care less about that um so dude i mean you get mad at me all you want for supposedly gaming a stage dude but i'm i'm not there to point i'm not there to you know, I'm not even there to get sponsorships. It'd be like, for me, I could play the, Oh, feel sorry for me card, but have, have I have yet to do that. So I'm not there to look for sponsorships or take shit from people, whatever off the price table. But, you know, I'm just there to, for me is to be as much able-bodied people as I can. And I guess I'm doing it pretty well.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah I think it's as, as far as like, uh, the different series there. I think we've shot like at least one of each, maybe two of each throughout the series uh, throughout the season, as well as uh, you know the ELR. And I shot the uh, the Hornaday match that Scott put on, um, which are kind of outlawed They're not a uh, not associated with any of the um, series. And honestly, that that ELR and the Hornaday match probably were my two favorite of the entire year. They're just so much fun. And um, I feel like they draw a little bit of a different crowd. It's way more relaxed after the fact, um, you know, after day one, shit, I think we went and drank a little bit too much. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and showed up day two, a little, a little slow, <laughs> but you know, same with the RTC matches. Everybody we've met through the RTC series have been just super fun to hang out with, super fun to shoot with. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking shit to each other, stage to stage, um, but it's not malicious. Whereas, you know, some other matches we've gone to, the people just they won't say anything to you. They will just give you a dirty look, and it's like, oh, cool. I guess fuck you too. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, one of the good things about going to all these different matches is bringing that stuff back to our club members, who you know maybe they're pretty new and they're not. They don't want to go shoot a big match or. Work schedules too busy; they can't get to a big match. So we bring a lot of those, uh, a lot of things that we learn, back to our club. And um, you know, we started what, what was it, three, maybe three years ago. Uh, we had a club at our at our range called the High Power. I forget what their name was, but it was a high power club, and it was it was all prone, It was all real slow fire. You might shoot fifteen to twenty rounds from eight a.m. to 1 2 p.m you know and uh there was some internal fighting with the with the leaders of that club and they're like yeah screw it we're done we're not gonna we're not gonna go set up steel we're not gonna put these matches on because there's nothing coming back to us and so that's when george and myself and our third member uh he's a a mod for you right now marine pmi our buddy tim uh, the three of us kind of looked at it and went well hey there's a day available on the calendar at this at this range maybe we can take it over start our own club do more of the prs nrl style of shooting um and shit now it's three years we're over 250 members um we got dudes that go and shoot all over i think we had like five or six members shoot the latest nrl match over the weekend um
0: i mean the club matches are the best way to do it i mean and you guys bringing that back to your locale is is really the awesome way uh, to set up, you know what I mean? because we like we shoot the club matches here. I mean, I don't talk about it a whole lot. I haven't shot it this year. Um, they just kind of started them back up the Pawnee club matches and in, in the local stuff that that we talked about early on in the podcast that we were all going to. Um, the clubs are really the best way to get out and do it and to learn and to figure out where your money's gonna go. I mean, what do you, uh, I don't remember what we had for a list here, but I mean, like, what do you guys look at? where are setting up stages. Is it just, you're grabbing the most, let's talk about like stage setup, stage design. So your, your match, your club lets you set a match up. you got one day a month. Uh, what's your process, man?
2: Um, I'm usually, <laughs> I like to be the one that sets the stages up or work on the stages. I mean, I try to make it as practical as possible um, to an extent. I mean, I might, I'll text Serge or some other L.E. buddies like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Kind of deal. Or uh, Again, I don't want to kind of do any monkey for ninja style stuff or just, for, but for the most part, it's something that we take from another, from another match and just implement it to ours and uh, it, but, I mean, I, we like to get a suggestions from people. It'd be nice to get it. But it's like, at the end of the day, too, is we're not trying to make the match. I'm not trying to make the match the level difficulty for me. I'm doing it for, like, kind of like the mid-pack shooter. Because sometimes you go to the match and it's like, or some matches have a low hit percentage. It's like, that's how you get people to not come to your matches anymore. Because they get discouraged. I understand you're trying to get some give some people a challenge, like the more experienced dudes. But I mean, at the end of the day, you still gotta accommodate that lower percentage shooter as well, because you're gonna get a lot of new guys. Uh, we get a lot of law enforcement or male or male snipers from Pendleton, and scout snipers, even uh, the DM guys, the designated native marksman dudes out there. And because we were working with them, too, over there in Pendleton. But uh, since one of our buddies deployed to Syria, he was a schoolhouse instructor. He took over Phil Belay him. um, Who's that, Bo? uh, Bo, Bo, yeah. So he's in Syria right now. So we kind of stopped doing that. And plus the coronavirus kind of ended that match for a while. And it's back up. But right now it's just gas gun stuff. So we might start doing that. Um, But, again, it's just – (laughs) <laughs> so it's like just because they're snipers i mean this is also a game as well so it's like we're not necessarily doing tactics uh, if you, if that makes sense so they uh they might not be the best when it comes to shooting this style of, this style of competition so uh, for me i mean I, uh let's just say we'll do five six stages i might make two of them where they're gonna they're gonna like a ball buster stage. But uh, the rest is like I mean I mean I'm still trying to get these guys to hit something. So um, it's it sucks not it, it's like uh, the horny match uh the the hunter match. I think I had a fit uh, like yeah I think 120 shooters finished the match. I zeroed like 55 or 53 people. Yeah, so it's like you basically had a 44% chance of zeroing my stage before you even started. So it was like I. I was, I was feeling bad for a lot of shooters there
0: yeah that's kind of crazy i mean it, for a while there was like r- like right around what was it maybe 15 or 16 there was a bunch of matches that had um you know kind of like those low hit counts and then people started kind of balancing into what they called the meatball matches and that kind of stuff and 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 maybe you could explain to some of the people out there listening. You know, you got a match that might have like a forty-five percent hit rate, and then you got another match that might have an eighty-five percent hit rate, and they kind of call that that meatball match. And just how you can kind of play with those two different uh, situations, you know, how does that yeah. usually work for people? Yeah,
2: you know I mean, I mean uh, go for it, and then on. Yeah. What was that?
1: Two, two or three years ago, we went to the the night force ELR and I think the winning hit percent was like in the 60% ratio. So we just felt like we got dick punched. So we came back to our club and we're like, you know what, let's let the club members feel how we felt. So I think we made every target was like a half MOA all the way out to 900 yards. And, uh, it was rough. And, um, and then just recently, you know, obviously to, to flip it back, um, I think uh, two months ago, Greg won our match. I think he dropped like three shots out of 70-something. Um, so, you know, you, you get those one-and-a-half to two MOA targets and uh, makes people, you know, makes their confidence level go up. So it's, a, it's definitely a balance between the two. You know, nobody likes to just be shooting the hillside. Um, but then again, if you hit every single target you shoot at, you know, where's the challenge? Um, so having a having one match with you know one stage that might be that half M O A and then another stage that might be one and a half you know balance it out the new people are going to feel a lot better and the experienced people are actually going to have a little bit of that challenge as well.
2: Yeah, I mean it's uh, I think uh, some people might not get that. I mean they got to compensate for some. So let's just say you're going to get somebody for the most. I mean you're going to give somebody two minutes. You might uh, make those targets a tad bit smaller uh, just because they have time to sort of try to get stable depending on if they're shooting off their belly or not. Now if you have give them a what a 90 second stage, I mean I'm hearing I've never shot a KM or or Altis, but for the most part the running joke over there is hold left edge. But all those stages are 90 seconds, so you're running you're running fast from are you doing a lot of movement, but dude, you, you're not going to get it. You're basically your reticle or ain't going to be off the target, put it that way. So you got to, people got to learn how to uh, manage that. You just can't, all right, dude, I'm going to give you 90 seconds. You're shooting a, even a one and more target out to distance, man. That'll, especially if you're shooting off of a prop, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to miss that. I'm. Right? Let's just say, I mean, granted, now they might have a higher hit percentage if they're using a, let's just say, a tripod is real support. But if it's a one-back match, dude, good luck, dude. They're going to be hanging you after the match, basically. So, but you got to learn how to balance that at the end of the day. I mean, but for us being a club match, yeah. I mean, uh, I know, like, even the NRL match, the uh, Border Wars match that we had last week or last month, I had a couple new guys on my stage, and it was like Jesus, man! I couldn't give them more time or give them extra points because that was that was a points match. So that's doing a uh, basically that's messing up the other guys that are actually in that league or in that series. So I basically, dude, if I had zero you and your new guy, guess what? I may have given you more time, but to take more shots, but I didn't give you any points for that.
0: Are you guys messing with time, too? Are you doing 90 seconds or longer? Or are you just doing, like, hard stage, easy stage, and all the same timing?
2: For the most part, it's a minute and 45 seconds. Usually a minute 45 to two minutes. I mean, I honestly, I don't shoot any East Coast matches. So I, I don't think I've yet to shoot a, a really a 90-second stage match or a stage, 90-second stage at a match. Uh, not that yeah. I remember. I think Rifles Only is the farthest east we've gone.
0: Yeah, I've seen you guys um, at RO, what, twice, three times uh, in the last Mm -hmm. little bit. You guys went to the RO matches. And like I said, Jacob can go either way. He can go a little harder or he can go a little easier. It just depends on what kind of mood he's in. Um, You guys have also shot the cup most of the time up in Colville. That's an RTC match, um, like you were talking about. And uh, you you tend to do really well at the cup matches because that's more of the field course and less of the um you know the 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 PRS-y. we you know we tend to use the terrain to create situations more so than um yeah
1: I, the what I really like about the rtc matches and and uh, like the colver Colville area is it's not just the target's not just right in front of you you know you have Almost every single stage has a different wind component, and finding, ranging, engaging—I think—is a more valuable skill set than looking at your match book at the distance and then looking at binos the entire time. Ten people in front of you are finding, are, are shooting, and oh, now it's your time to shoot. Um, I really liked the Hornaday match; is a hundred percent blind stage match. Um, you know, movement like fifty yards between your starting point and your your shooting location and then once you get up there they kind of just point you in a direction and say find it and then uh you know everything was unpainted diamonds so it was uh it really tested um, target acquisition finding that target with the naked eye or with uh so they went the
0: cd route then so they went like competition dynamics because they don't paint anything they hide it's find it range engagement every stage is blind and um, then like if there's six, one or two are almost always hidden. If it's three, one will be hidden and two will be there. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of. Uh, it, so that's kind of what he did with the um the the uh, hunter match.
1: Yeah, like like George was saying, how many people zeroed his stage um, in the morning? I, I ran him out to his stage and then went back to my stage, and then so at the end of the second day. I had to go and pick up all of, you know, the cooler and the, the pop up and everything. So I sat there and I watched probably 10 or 15 people come through his stage. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was rough,
2: uh, watching I mean, people did, struggle like, three or four that even took one shot. And like, yeah,
1: yeah, I do. I remember that the two guys that got shots off, they shot, they found the second target. They they, they couldn't find the first target. So that, you know, you, you burn two rounds, that second target, and then the third round will actually count for points. Um, but yeah, it, it, those targets were, were tough to find, um, especially depending on the light, what time frame of the day you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, there most of the stages had a, like a placard um, just out. And then
2: it, Not it's mine. like, okay,
1: here's a pink placard. The target's somewhere near there. So if you have that in your field of view, that targets somewhere within your, you know, 15 power binos. But again, it doesn't show you a direction where it is. Um, it, was, yeah. it was really well done.
2: Yeah. Except for mine's Mine didn't have a placard. People kept asking, is it by the placard? I'm like, there is no placard. So <laughs> but the funny thing is like, the, the thing I didn't get is they're trying to find the, all my targets were past 700 yards and every target was basically a 12 inch diamond. Now there are some that are smaller than 12 inch, but the, as they got as big as 12 inch, but I mean, these guys were trying to look through, a um, um, like, a um, monocular, like laser range finder. I forgot what they're called, but I think what's that like five, it's six like, car. Yeah. Like the 2800 or
0: whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah. They're, they're trying to offhand, trying to find the target that way. I'm like, what, what? Like I can't do nothing about it, but I'm thinking in my head, like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to like, do something like that, just get behind the gun and get in the prone, find it on your scope and laze it or sort of because you need more power. Even the guys that had 10 power binos, they couldn't see it. The guys that, I mean, so um, yeah, I was kind of, it was, it was rough, but um, I couldn't help them at all. And, but it was like Sergio was saying, you could blow rounds. I was actually sort of being a dick because uh, basically I forced them to try to engage target one, even if they hadn't bind it. Just because, I mean, you go to rifles only, try shooting the the wrong target twice. You're going to get fucking DQ for that. So, especially if you're way off. So it's like, uh, it was more of a, I was basically doing off like safety issues because go to some matches, man. And you're off by five mils, dude. And you do it again. It repeat offender, Yeah. You're going to start getting too cute on some places
0: right, right yeah you got to watch where that round's going and, and, and you know because everybody tries to catch them and keep them in their in their zone um but yeah I mean there's like I said there's a lot of good matches out there it's just you have to put the the matches in context like you guys see so many new shooters what's a mistake you see most new shooters making like their first or second time showing up to an event?
1: uh what i harp on people all the time is uh you know coming from an aviation world is a pre-flight checklist if you run up to the stage and you go yeah i'm ready and then you drop down and your magazine's out your scope caps are closed you have no dope doped out on your gun your parallax is at, at infinity and you're shooting a 200 yard target um you know just i just work from the from the top down is my muzzle brake tight my uh, objective cap open I got my parallax kind of close to where I wanted. I got my my elevation. I got my windage. Go back to power magnification. And then uh, my oculars open. I got a magazine in, bolt back. My bipod's tight. Let, let's rock. Because um, so many of these, that, you know, drop down on the prop. Oh, crap, my scope caps are closed. Boom, that's 20 seconds trying to fiddle fuck around with it. And then close the bolt and click. No magazine in. God damn it, there's another. Now you're up to half your time is gone. Because your rifle wasn't ready.
2: Uh, The thing with our range, mainly, and I've had even uh, more experienced shooters come. than newcomers, doesn't matter who you are. Even guys that have shot there a couple of years is, and what you're going to see when you come down here in February, is uh, we have so many targets. So if you go to any other match, you might have, like, you basically have all the targets is in, like, one lane, uh, sort of say it that way. Um, and where targets one through five is in within that lane, right? So over here, it's just, there's so much targets that, uh, people get lost at the end of the day, uh, and they're trying to power up down and whatnot. Um, they're going to get lost and a lot of targets look the same, but that's just target ID is people struggle big time, uh, at Paula. So that's just it, man. Uh, the thing that I try to tell people is especially because guys are within driving distance here. So, and I've seen guys that have been there a few years and it's like, how do you not know where this target's at? Cause for the most part, they're always coming back or they're always going to the range and they're shooting at the same five, 10 targets every time they go there. So it's like, they don't go outside of that to work on new things. So for us or me and Serge, uh, basically that's, for us it's sorta of easy going to any other match to like target ID and I'm a power whore, I know that <laughs> how you say it. Like Yeah uh, magnification Morris. whore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a power whore when it, I, I I don't think even this year, I think once I went I backed down below twenty five power. But yeah, like me, I've I Cause i, I do not advocate for that, but I tr- I I tr- I shoot or practice, I shoot matches that way. So I'm comfortable doing it now. I'm not gonna advocate somebody to shoot at, or at max Power. It's just, I'm not gonna do it. But I mean for me, that's, that's how I shoot or, and I've been doing it for a few years now that way. So I'm comfortable I am comfortable doing it that way. So
0: yeah, you know, no, I get me. that. And like I said, there's always compromises. There's always context with these things that we say because there is no one size fits all. I mean, we we acknowledge that a million times, even though, like, the trolls out there, like John, he, they don't get it, um, you know, that, that we say certain things and we put these things in context and then you get these idiots on the internet that take the context away and then try to use it to justify some bullshit. But I get it. Yeah, I mean, some people do go, uh, you know, like high power and, and, and work pretty well with it and other people don't work as well. I mean, even a drill I've done a couple times in class is if when we gotta do um you know we got a group at a hundred yards there's no way around it and you're zeroing people's scopes and then you're you know you're re zeroing you're setting your windage and elevation back to zero zero so then you have them do another, you know, okay, shoot a shoot a group. All right, now re zero. Okay, shoot another group. All right, now re zero. Okay, now set your caps to zero zero. Shoot a group to make sure nothing slipped. So in between doing all that, I'll make guys go to like 10 X and um I'll make them go on 10 X and shoot a group and compare like a 10 X group to a 25 X group. And you know, some people do better. Some people don't. And it it just depends on that individual and where their level of experience is. Um, I've seen that happen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's, um, they're not like basically, how do you say it? Uh, the way I see it is they're not trying to be nitpicky, trying to get that kind of reticle to stop moving. Like depend on the target, so it's like it's hard to do that when you're at lower power. So it's almost like they're just saying "fuck it, dude." I feel like it, and also too is like you feel more stable, so you're not just maximizing like all your mistakes or whether uh, breathing is um, kind of messing with that wobble.
0: Right, right, right. You, you, you. How is their body position creating a bigger or smaller wobble zone? What, what are they doing to manage that wobble zone? Um, and some people, if they're on lower power, can't really do anything else but that. Where the guys who are max power will see a little more wobble, but can work on that, you know, through it, making their position look better.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's definitely something I've I've found out uh, early on is. I like shooting at that higher power because I can focus on getting my reticle to slow down the movement. Um, you know, whether, whether that be adding more, more pressure somewhere on the rifle, whether it's with my support hand on the front or, you know, reducing a little bit of shoulder pressure, um, or cheek pressure and get the rifle to just to kind of hang out and do its thing while still being able to control recoil when you break the shot. Um, I like know, you were if, talking about a yeah, few months or
0: right. Or, no, I wanted to get into that cause you just brought it up. But uh, you guys heard me talk about sort of like, you know, not calling it a free recoil, but calling it a managed recoil. And so I wanted to get your guys take because you do this in your comp guys and to the degree that you do shoot, how do you play with that, that shoulder and cheek pressure when you're trying to uh, like, I guess it's, it's, it's twofold, right? You're, 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 how much pressure you're putting in to manage the recoil after the shot. And so you could see what's going on and what's happening there versus how much pressure are you putting into the system that that works on your wobble zone, right? So there's a pressure before the shot goes off, shoulder and cheek, that create, you know, a variation in your wobble zone. And then there's the amount of pressure, shoulder and cheek, that create how much recoil management you have in that shot for after it, the, the, that part. So what, what do your guys kind of take on that? And you could go one at a time and just like either Georgian and Surge or But talk yeah. about that wobble zone pressure and then the recoil management pressure and how you guys look at that. Because I think it is a, 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 a like a nomenclature thing that, you know, some guys are calling it a free recoil, but I really look at it as managed. And so I wanted your take yeah. on it.
1: And I, I just, you know, first things first, I, I think it definitely depends on what the individual shooter is comfortable with. Cause I'm pretty sure George and I do this differently. Um, I know if there's just a standard barricade, you know, like a standing height for me, um, I got a few feet on you. So, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> on, yeah. on both you guys. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, go up, get your bags settled. Um, you know, going back to what I see new shooters do is they'll just throw their bag. They won't make sure that it's nice and stable. Cause obviously, you know, you're building from a base. You want that bag to be nice and stable. Then, uh, focusing on natural point of aim with good body position, get your rifle up there, um, get behind it, you know, find your target through the scope. And, uh, what I kind of do is depending on, how much pressure forward pressure I'm putting on it to keep that rifle level and stable. I might just back it off. You know, my my shoulder's still touching the rifle, but it's not forward pressure into the rifle Um, and then break that shot, watch your trace, you know, go in and hit the target and then go through and cycle and and do it again. Um, uh, George, how do you go about it?
2: um basically to uh what to kill your wobble i mean um basically for the most part while i could try to make the perfect position or whatever whatnot there might be a compromise to certain positions depending on the prop or whatnot so you can't always be perfect that's something now granted <laughs> or how would i say it um uh, yeah, I do get that. you've seen uh some pictures or of the whole free recall stuff, some of them are pretty bad at it or it's pretty crazy, like but for the most part, I mean they're shooting a lighter recalling rifle. Uh to that's the only way they can get away with it. But um the way uh it's almost like if you if you've seen like bench shooters, man, they're not even like I don't even think their cheek is even touching the Right, there's some, there's, and, and, and that's where, there's just, they're pulling just, yeah, go ahead.
0: That's where, like, because that's it, is, is, like, free recoil is, the butt stock is not in the, um, is not in the shoulder, and your cheek may not be on the rifle. To me, that is free recoil, and bench rest guys do do that, because they don't have to touch the rifle, they can, they can let it do its work for them. And even F-class guys will come pretty close to that if they have the flat-bottom rigs and the big uh, rests and everything. They want that minimal, minimal amount of influence where we're more of that practical, tactical guys. And so we do see that varying amount of, um, uh, of contact with the rifle, and and I have seen pictures where the guys don't have it in their in their shoulder, and their cheek is not on it. But I I think that's the the, the um the exception more than the rule. Where I think the the rule is more like uh, all of us are talking that little bit more. It's it's a it's it's a certain amount of contact, but it's not a hundred percent. It could yeah. Be.
2: I mean yeah. Also too is I don't want to have a guy like especially. Um, If he's shooting kneeling or standing, whether it's on a prop or a barricade, I don't want him also to like kind of go up against it hard, because then his breathing is going to influence that rifle more, so it's going to make that wobble zone a lot worse than what it is. So for the most part, I tell him, basically, if you're seeing that where your breathing is uh, maximizing that movement of the rifle, kind of start backing off a little bit, but at the end of the day, you still want to give that rifle some, to re, something to recoil against. That being obviously your body, whether it's your uh, depending, whether the butt going can be on your um, collarbone, basically, if you're doing it correctly um, that way. So you still want to give uh, that rifle something to recoil against because I mean, no matter how much uh, you lean against it or whatnot, or or how would you say loading the rifle, um, it's still going to recoil. The the it's still going to move. So now a lot of times you're trying to minimize how much it moves off the target. But I've seen a lot of videos where it's like guys have a, a phone scope deals on their uh, rifle scopes, and no matter what, I, I could put a, let's just say this. I'll put a rifle scope or a phone scope on. Phil hill's rifle, and I guarantee that uh, he's shooting off of a prop and he's loading it pretty well. That shit's still gonna move. So it's like, um, like I think Jacob said, it's like the recoil is gonna happen. So just let it happen, basically. But now you don't want to go to an extent of a dude that's how you call it free recoil, where it's gonna move way off target to the point where he doesn't know, like. Sure, he hit, but you don't know where he hit, because that's the problem we see all the time, too, is um, because I'm behind the spotter nowadays more than I am behind the rifle, and I'm I'm continually seeing a guy, he's hitting the target, sure, but he's hitting on the right edge of it or the edge of play, and I'm just thinking, like, one of these shots he's going to miss to the right because he's not correcting it. So it's like, sure, you got to hit, but where did you hit? So it's like, are you not going to correct it, or, or are we just, hey, I got a hit, fuck it, let's do it again?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and that's kind of what I noticed too. Is is they're they're good to a certain point, but the, again, that that's where that kind of group, if they have to shoot more than once, it, it it has that tendency to go off. You know, it starts to it starts to walk a little bit off the target because they're not managing that recoil and to see, hey, you need to get back closer to the center. Because you're, um, you know, you're outside that. You're, you're on the edge, um, like you were saying. And, and rather than, you know, trying to correct back into the middle a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we see so many different techniques. And they're all valid to, you know, the individual. It's just, to me, it becomes to, and, and we talked about this a little bit before coming on, is you guys bringing instructors in. And you guys trying to mentor and train people. Sort of a best practice versus... You know, yeah, it works for me. You know, I, I rarely mention in my classes, you know, the compromises that I make to get a shot off, you know, because I'm smaller. Like, you know, like Sergio said, you know, he's got a foot on both of us, but we're all compromising a certain way. And it's not worth to teach you my compromise unless you're afflicted by the same problems I am. And yeah, that, you know, and that's kind of where it it ends up. And so I don't know. It just to yeah. me, it's 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 again, it goes back to context. And um, it's just crazy that some people just don't get that.
2: Yeah, you know, like the thing, or how I like to say, especially when it comes bringing in instructors all over the place, it's like <laughs> it felt like at one point a dude won a match or he placed top five, top ten. Ne- fucking next week he's an instructor it's like oh shit so when i uh, was i guess it wasn't hard for me to do that so it's like oh shit i'm an instructor now or like i want to match i'm an instructor now kind of deal so i mean you see that all the time dude it's like just because you i mean i know you know that just because you know how to shoot doesn't mean you know how to teach or vice versa kind of deal so for me it was just i i always um I like to bring guys that I've taken a class with, so and also that I feel that know what they're talking about, so um, that's why I brought Kalen. I mean, he's now coming with Phil, I kind of had Phil do like some little group uh, classes before he went to Gunworks, Um, Terry Cross, I've had him here, Scott Satterley, uh, him as well, Um, you, you're coming in February, so, but Basically, uh, two is I want guys to get their money's worth. Um, it's just it sucks nowadays, dude. It's just fuck, man. You're gonna just you're gonna they're spending their harder money on a dude that had like dude like he should not be an instructor. I don't give a shit if he's sponsored or not, you know. So he like guys are just not qualified to be an instructor nowadays. All right, and it's easy to like to kind of point that out because they don't even have a fucking curriculum when it's come to teaching, and they're regurgitating shit. And for the most part, everybody's regurgitating to like a lot of shit that Jacob Bynum says on his videos. So it's like, or it's like, I wonder where you got that from, kind of deal, right? Right, right. So <laughs> it's like, it's it's always like, or they might get shit from you, and they, they're shit from other people and trying to make it their own, and um. Hey, again, man, it's like, oh, it's cool, they shoot a competition. That's that's cool, dude. Doesn't mean they, like, again, sure, they know how to shoot, but teaching and shooting, man, I was like, you know?
0: Well, I mean, our rifles are so good. I mean, if you're putting an $8,000 rig on top of something, and goddamn, it should hit the fucking target without you. And, and they usually exactly. do. I mean, that's that demo that I do. I put the fucking rifle on the tripod, and I just stick my finger up and press the trigger, and it hits the target every time. And all the new students go ooh ah, you know, and it's 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 a fucking it's 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 a demonstration because it has a purpose. It shows how good this stuff is, but at the same time, we're the wild card. We're the influence factor. We're the ones that make shit miss, you know. And it, it's like people don't get it that yeah, if you put a eight thousand dollar fucking rig over the top of something, it should hit the damn target. And especially if your trigger is only like eight ounces or less, you know? Yeah. I've what- never
2: taken a class. Yeah. Uh, I've never taken a class with you, but it's just, I know like a lot of people I have do and just say great things about you. Um, I'd still like to take a class with you, even though you kind of tell me you don't need to. It's like, but I like it's for me, it's just experience level. But again, it's just, um, it's, it's funny. Cause I obviously you're a, a former scout sniper and, or doing bigger structure, people expect you all of a sudden to be a god in competition. It's just like you don't. I mean, I just don't need to do. The, I don't yeah, practice I just, anymore,
0: man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't go out and run fucking stages and practice and shit. I mean, you guys do. <laughs> Your practice involves stages. You guys are shooting. My practice involves training that I'm going to teach someone. You know, yeah, so yeah. so it's a different kind of context of where, you know, like the, the, the douchebag troll on Sniper's Hide was like, you know, challenging me to a match. And, you know, and some chick, I don't know who the hell she was, comes on and my money's on Johnny come lately. And it's like, dude, did you not think if I fucking stepped up to say I was going to shoot a match with somebody, I wouldn't be at my range every other day practicing. It's like I totally have my a fucking private range. I can go and practice all that shit. But that's not my focus, you know. And yeah. why would I practice a barricade all day every day? I, you know, I, I want to practice more broad stroke stuff for students because that's where my focus is. You know, I'm not practicing stages at a match. I mean, I can. I just I'm not.
1: <laughs> there's uh there's some been some people on your forum that I, I've gotten into it with and and. You know, they're bashing competition. And, you know, I look at competition as a very valid form of, like, like you say, validating your training. If you're practicing for competition, you should do fairly well at a competition. Right. And uh, there's been a handful of people that, uh, you know, they'll talk shit about it. And it's like, hey, come to my match. I'll pay your fees. All you have to do is shoot, show up and shoot. And um, I think there's only been one person who's actually done it. And uh, he's pretty involved in the forum now, and he, he turned out to be a, a cool dude. Um, but of all the other people, it, it always came down to, oh, some excuse of, of why they couldn't show up. And it's like, oh, dude back shut your in fucking the, mouth.
0: In the Rifles Only days, when I was living down there and in, in doing this stuff, we ran two matches a year. We ran the Sniper's Hide Cup, and we ran the Shooter's Bash. The Cup was in March. The Bash was October. Right. And so we would run two matches a year. And this is when there was only like four matches for the entire year. And two of them were ours throughout the country. Yeah. Right. And two of yeah. them were ours. And so we, I used to be on the hide all the time and offer guys free slots to my match. And the real bold fuckers, you'd be like, Hey dude, I'll, if you win or do, and it's not so much win the match. If you can demonstrate the bullshit, you're talking I'll pay for your plane ticket to get there. You know, and nobody has ever taken us up on that offer. Now, with a local match, it's a lot easier to get somebody who can drive to something locally and say, show up to a one-day match. You're still going to go home and sleep in your own bed. There's not a big investment. But if you're talking smack, show up and and prove it. And really, that's the case. And that was sort of my thing with with Ryan Hay was like, Well, in a call out to somebody to come to a match, you know, I could basically float around and go through every stage and look at all the stages and and try to determine, well, what's the easiest stage at this match? And then just shoot that stage, do really well on it, and be done and leave and go, well, I did shoot your match. I showed up. I shot your match. I shot a stage. I cleaned it. No interest. I went home. You know, where's the where's the line was kind of my argument I was making to Ryan um about that kind of call out culture. But you're right, you guys are on the hide all the time. I love the fact you send me all the insider shit that I miss. Um it's funny as hell. But it, it's it, it's just one of those things where it's one thing for a guy to talk smack, and like I said, I'm not bitching. It's not competitions I don't like. It's what the competitions have become what the competitor looks like today that I'm not a fan of. Does that mean I don't like matches? I don't see the value in a match than all these other No, absolutely not. I still go to them when I can. You know, I've gone to them last minute like the uh when I shot for JP, they called me up on Monday, can you be here on Thursday? Yep. And I show up and do it. You know, we top 20 that thing. No no prep, no nothing. But that's kind of what I would almost expect in a lot of ways, but then if I wanted to do better or do something different, well, then I should practice it. If I want to go there to make a statement, I'd be foolish not to practice those yeah, stages.
2: A lo- yeah, a lot of people take it too serious. Um, even the gut, I mean, sort of uh, the way I see it is, I mean, is it's... it's if it, if you don't like your mat, um, any, or shooting any matches, that's your cup of tea, uh, whatever, dude. Um, I'm really, to be honest, I don't really like to get into uh, a <laughs> social media, uh, you know, keyboard, or. Uh, you guys, no, you guys like, I like to, I, you watch I absolutely it. love, yeah, I, I, will text people, but I love to do it in person. I love to do it in person. Uh, I don't know, man, it's just, I do it all the time. It's just, it's fun. I mean, you can ask Serge, who's the loudest one there, had a match. It's just, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dews, so it's like, you got, it's like, it's funny, like, when uh, you're at a match, at the same match we're shooting and you're always like, oh, hey, George, why are you so quiet? It's like, dude, you don't want to wake me up, bro. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. but it's just, yeah, I don't know, man. Some dudes, again, the dudes that try to call people out or, or come shoot, them, or like, let's go, let's shoot this match or whatever. It's just, I don't know. Like you say, what's that gonna improve? Kind of deal, man. And it's like, is that it? Again, I get. I sort of saw little clips of that video, man. It's just the dudes that are like, you know, kind of taking the time just to like comment or just bash the dude. I was just like, dude, I, I.
0: I mean, I get it. What Nick did was indefensible, but it's yeah, still, it was. It, it's still the guy has a pedigree whether i mean and there's drama about that and i've heard but i mean at the end of the day he's still a ranger he still did his job He's still you know whatever the, the what happened after the fact i get but um and that's my that was my only point um as far as that but yeah it's indefensible what nick did um as far as that goes uh the video wise but any you know i'm like i said i just think that the matches that, that i don't and you guys shoot them all I mean you go to 3 gun, I've seen video a surge pushing you around 3 gun events. I you shoot the yeah. precision rifle events, you shoot the ELR events. But you're like you said, you're not doing it for finales, for prize tables, for series points. You're doing it for the love of it, which probably why we all get along and we hang out together and all do that cuz you don't take it so serious. You're not out there like I mean, you're competing with the top five guys whenever you're at an event and you're still kind of just chilled and laid back. Yeah, you might be in the zone and in, in, in like you said, you're quiet and stuff like that because you're your 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 head's in it. But at the same time, it's like you know, I've never seen you guys going to bed early because you got to shoot next day. Like you said, you know, you're hungover and. and oh it, man! You know, yeah. You know, we're yeah, we're, we're, you guys at, like, we're at the bar listening to Pussy Control, doing shots of fucking whiskey. You know what I mean? It's like,
2: yeah.
0: it's like, hey, I'm gonna or play. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, they give you the matchbook, dude. I don't even look at the matchbook till the did to the first stage. Yeah. The next day It's like, I, I honestly don't. I don't go back to my room to dry fire. If anything, it's like I'm I'm like yes sir i'm just i'm there party man i was just like even the elr match yeah I, I think i went to sleep at like one ish in the morning woke up at four and we're gone we, we we're, we'll leave around like 5 30 so it's like but i'm just dude i yeah man i'm just there to have a good time because for us, we don't do this often, man. It's just like I'm not shooting a dozen matches a year, so it's like when's the next time I'm gonna see this dude? Kind of deal, right? So it's like I'm just fucking let's close the damn bar, kind of deal. So because I, I don't do this often, so it's fuck. It, it's like like Jacob says, just not, it's just a rifle match, right? Dude, it's like very few, very, 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 very few people. Are actually getting paid for this? Like very few. I kind of know a couple of them. So and and it's funny. Those dudes are get butthurt the most. Like one of those dudes gets butthurt the most. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you get you're getting paid by company. Yeah, you're fucking taking some from the competitor, like the com- competition off the price table. What are you gonna do? Oh, guess what? You're gonna sell it on the forum that you talk shit about the owner. <laughs> kind of so because we've heard about it, and like you talking shit about it. Yeah. Let's, right, go Go use this form to sell your shit.
0: Yeah. Which one of them doesn't talk shit about me?
2: <laughs> exactly. But it's just like you see them like, oh, oh, it's like, I wonder where, where you got that from because I was at that match too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Nah, I so, think it's good. So, all right. So, let's go uh, back into our list here a little bit. What else we got? Um. So, what are you guys doing? Because we're running. We're, we're going into the hour, but we'll talk until we're done. Yep. Um. What are you guys doing to get more members involved? What do you, what's like your recruiting strategy for uh, bringing in members to a match?
2: Oh, Serge is the best at this.
1: <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll literally, and uh, and one of our, our closest buddies that we've met through uh, long range shooting, uh, I, I literally, I saw his rifle on the line. I walked over to him and I said, hey, whose rifle is this? Uh, and he goes, that's mine. And I go, well, you, you got a, a pretty nice setup. You ever shoot competitions? And he's like, No, what are those and i was like okay we'll be here next sunday you're gonna fucking shoot and he's like oh okay and uh now he shoots with us all the time super cool dude and uh and you know like on the forum i'll i'll scour around and if somebody's talking about like oh i'm a new member from southern california i'll hit him up and go hey send me your email i'll add you to our distribution list when our monthly emails go out you'll get them come on come out shoot Um, if you're unsure, come out and watch, you know, I always try to say, jump in two feet because then you'll see what you suck at and what you need to practice at. Um, and, uh, you know, hosting the train ups, it's not really a, I wouldn't call it a class. It's more of people that have shot a match and, and realized that they didn't do as well as they wanted to. Well, come to our train up. We'll set up a few, you know, mock stages and walk you through, Like you shoot it once, show us how you think you should do it. And we'll give you pointers on, okay, maybe you should try this, put maybe your right knee up. So you get some elbow support. Maybe, uh, you know, try this, try that. And by the end of the day, most often they're shooting significantly better than when they showed up and that gets them excited that, and with them excited, they're going to go talk to their friends and go, Hey man, you got to come do this. Um, And it's it's a lot of word of mouth. I'm not super big on social media, um, so I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff to advertise. Uh, One of the club dudes, our buddy Ryan, um, runs our social media account, uh, but he just got PCS to uh, the East Coast. So he's not shooting with us as much anymore. Um, But, yeah, mainly just just hitting people up on the forum like, hey, come shoot with us or, hey, you're talking shit come shoot with us because the one like i said the one dude who did do that he came back and he shot a handful of matches before he ended up moving out of state um i've rarely seen somebody who comes to a match only once um you know yeah,
2: unless, in, unless they're, unless they're in, if they're in my squad so and i'm talking <laughs> shit too uh, like, i think for i i try to tell people it's like you're gonna come to my squad, man. You just got to half-thick skin, cause honestly, it's like, like everybody that's on my squad. I, I, I kind of like, if I don't know you, I'm, a, I, I'm personally gonna like, kind of move you, send you to another squad, kind of deal. Cause for me, man, I just, I wanna have fun, and by having fun, it's talking shit to people, to like the dudes that are in that squad, man. It's just, and he, it's like now people are like, I get looks at Looked at differently, it's like again. Last month I had a new shooter, and he had his wife there, and it was like, how is the? It was one of I, I was yeah. So it's like I was just. Personal. There was uh, uh, it didn't matter. I don't care who you are, honestly, man. If you say something stupid and and it's at a match, man, it's like, ooh, I like to get fair game. There was a <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, there was a match probably last, sometime last year. I don't remember exactly when, but uh, we I had a new shooter in my squad. And typically we'll do George squad one, I'll be squad two. And then we have, you know, through five or six or, or even eight, it all depends on how many people show up. But, uh, I had a new shooter in my squad and George was getting after it with our buddy Aziz. Uh, and they were, they were just going at it. And this guy comes up to me and he's super serious space. He's like, are they going to start fighting? And I'm like, well hope, hopefully I want to see yeah, if we're lucky yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he was dead serious and I, I literally had to calm him down like, no, man they've known each other for a long time. They'll be totally fine. Don't worry about it. Just focus on your own you know yeah, stuff. yeah yeah yeah. speaking uh, of
0: people and focusing on stuff uh, your buddy Blake got fucking banned, man.
2: Yeah, what a fag,
0: dude! He was posting pictures of fucking Kamala, fucking nudes or some shit.
2: Yeah, might need to extend that band a little bit more. <laughs>
0: oh, you want me? You want me to add to it?
2: Yeah.
0: Nah, I mean, I don't know. It's like I said, the matches are. I, 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 I don't miss them, but I notice a lot of the names are different. So that's kind of a thing that you know. I'm not seeing people that I know like in the past. So when I I notice certain things, it, it, it's like, eh, yeah, I'm not, I didn't miss nothing, you know, but it's yeah, like you guys, burnt out. right, right. And I don't know if I'm burnt out. It's just, I don't want to do the time investment, do the, 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 the away investment. Um, you know, locally I would go without a problem and, and be to do it if I had a, a few more uh, around here when, when I was home. But I don't know. I just think it's a weird kind of thing. But, I mean, recruiting stuff, and, and that was a question like Phil and Kalen asked me. Recruiting yeah. stuff is a weird, it's weird how some people think, you know, well, if I'm nice to you during an event and let you borrow my bag, that that's all I need to recruit. And other people, it's like, ah, you got to go more proactive than that. It can't just be a, a, a drive-by recruitment. There has to be an effort put in, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. You need to talk, talk to people. And, uh, you know, like you said, not just loan them a bag. Cause that's the, the easiest cop out on the planet. Um, and, uh, if you're familiar, uh, I, I look at it, uh, Chris way, he's, he's killing it lately. Um, I he happened to join our squad when I shot an Arizona match. It was the first time he had ever, ever shot, you know, um, had just gotten out of, of rock climbing injury and stuff. And, had a borrowed rifle, you know, borrowed Kestrel, borrowed everything. Um, and I remember, you know, talking to him through a stage like, okay, maybe this is a good way to attack it. Maybe this is something you might want to try. And, and you know, talk to him throughout the whole match. And now just seeing his lev- level of discipline and, and practice, it's uh, it's really inspiring. He's, he's killing it. He, he, he called best, me. Especially on um, – you know the Assassin's Way I'm rooting for him. Yeah,
0: he called me for cuz of Assassin's Way and he's local to me and him and I are going to get together and he's like, "Hey, I can't do a full thing, but I want to come out and do this." I mean, he's on it. He's proactive, he's reaching out. He he reached out to me, he's reaching out locally, he's doing all this stuff. I saw him down at Competition Dynamics event. He's with um uh Ryan Hart down there. He's like attached at the hip. Um with with the guys locally here, you know, who are the bigger name competitors and stuff. I mean, he really jumped in with both feet and he's aggressive with it in a positive way. You know what I'm saying? But he's yeah. super I mean, he he's a sponge. The guy is looking and he's asking all the right questions. And, you know, he's not trying to be the butt guy, you know, well blah 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 blah, blah butt, but, but and 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 it's like He's like, you know, I'm looking for, uh, you know, I'm looking for any and all information and then let me sort out which will work best for me rather than I do get people who who kind of want to come into it and then we'll throw a question out. But then they're like telling me what they're going to do and they really just want me to validate them and say, yeah, do that. You know, it's, it's they're not really asking my advice. They're more telling me what they're going to do. And then at the end of all of it, it's like, now tell me I'm doing it right. And it's like, oh, well, okay, if that works for you, great. But clearly you're not interested in my advice beyond you telling me what you're going to do. Where Chris yeah. uh, was a completely different, hey, how about this? Hey, can we try this? Hey, I'm not going to be, you know, I can, I can mountain and I can wreck and I can do that. Well, the shooting I'm a little worried about, but I'm not sure about an observation. So uh, to me, it's a big difference in what I see coming from Chris way and what I see coming from certain other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those other people are the same ones that are posting about the new high point they bought. And then uh, when everybody goes, you bought a piece of shit, they get mad. Right. Um, And Chris will Chris will look at. uh, Okay, here's my question cool. How can I apply that to what I already know? Um, so it, he's got the right mindset for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and like even one, like he was in his car and called me and I was in the class and doing something and we got disconnected and he's called me, Hey, can I call you right back at this time? And I'm like, nah, I'm in class. And, but the dude is, is totally positive with all of that versus somebody who's, who's going to tell me what they're going to do. And it's like, okay, good luck with that. You know, you let me know how it works out. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, there's, we we always meet people that you hadn't met before that you get along well with. You do that. And I'm sure if I went to a, a comp where I didn't recognize a single name, I'd meet 10 people that I enjoy, that we'd hang out with, and we'd do whatever. I mean, it's never really a bad experience, but at the same time, in my mind, is it a worthwhile experience? You know, is it worth yeah. it for me? That's kind of where it comes down to now. Um, where back in the day, I mean, I was like these guys. I'm a sponge. I'm absorbing everything I can. I'm going to all of them, even if it is slightly out of my way. I want to go and experience that.
1: Yeah, and and that's it right there. Is the experience is uh, you know, George and we'll pick our matches based on like Georgia said the the match director, but again, the location to experience. You know, how often do you get to go to an area and shoot over 2000 yards, uh, in a gorgeous, you know, countryside. Um, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We have 900 yards, which is more than most of the country for just the square range. Um, but I want to go shoot farther than that. And I want to go shoot where my cell phone doesn't work and where I don't have to worry about assholes from work calling me cause they can't figure out how to do something on a Saturday. Um, you know, right. It's, uh, right. It's a vacation. It, it really is with with like-minded folks and and uh, just having fun, you know. Like, yeah. like George said, let's, we're going there to party as well as uh, shoot a comp, and yeah.
2: you know there I is mean, that
1: competitive side, but yeah, you know, I'm cool. also I also want to have some fun. Yeah.
2: We, we, we're all good at our own range, so let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's prove it somewhere else.
1: Which George yeah. is
0: like that example of the guy who cracks me up because I mean, when you're around George during a match you You can tell he's zoned in, but at the same time he has this fuck it I don't care kind of air about him, but you can still see he's competitive and he's up there in the top five and he's he's watching what's going on. But then he's kind of like, yeah, fuck it and 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 it kind of cracks me up that it's not it's like how you balance that competitive nature with that sort of lackadaisical attitude. It it, it, it it it's it's a rare one because most people, if they're that competitive, they're they're that much more in your face, you know.
2: Yeah, it's like or it's like or even like Sirs, or he'll ask for like some tips, and I, like, I sometimes look at him and I am like, dude, I'm trying to beat you. It's <laughs> like, it's like what the fuck would I give you then? Because like it, the funny thing is, that's what you see now. Let let's just put it out there. That's what you're seeing nowadays. Hey, what did you use for win or blah blah blah? And it's just like. Dude, this is an individual match. Is in, when the fuck was this a team match? Like, you know, right? So it's like, it was like, oh, you have a team, blah blah blahs in that squad. It's like, yeah, and you look at the scores. Like, I wonder why they're all pretty close to each other.
0: Oh, you like, you mean the, the uh, super squads?
2: Yeah, dude. It's yeah. Like, I wonder. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder. Why.
0: You know what? But I, I, I can't. Like, I guess we do bag on the. I played the Super Squad game at like ASC in like two thousand three to seven. When we shot ASC, it was a squad, and you moved as a squad, and you did everything you had to find it, range and engagement. We played the Super Squad game, and yeah, I see it. But I, it's funny now. That's like fuck the Super Squads, and, and ten years ago it was like fuck. I want to be in the Super Squad. <laughs>
2: It's like, well, yeah, it's like what the wind, what's the wind blowing? What else you yeah. gonna do? Fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so it's like um again, man, it's just also as well, man. Two guys that either come up to me, it's like sometimes like you gotta show me more, like you gotta show me that like, you're serious. Then I'll invest more of my time to you, and I'm I mean, I'm not gonna really, I'm not gonna charge you or really be up front now unless he had me take a damn day off then yeah then i was like All right dude now nah, i'm not gonna fucking am um, i don't I, I i don't i don't feel like i have the credentials especially to charge an instructor like some a lot of people are dude it's like why the fuck are you paying them this much kind of deal right but it's like to me it's just like um two is like some some people, I mean, you, you'll invest a lot of time in them and it's like you never see them again kind of deal. So it's like, oh guys, it's like kind of working with you, like to so you support, like, you know, I'm supporting you to support me in a way or, or support our club so we could buy more props for it. Because like, I sort of came up where it's like, why are you guys, or you guys are charge a little bit more? It's like, who was that? Uh, is that a ring?
0: No, 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 that oh, was... Uh, somebody
2: got text. I did. Yeah, I, I, got a, a,
0: I got a text. That, uh, they're asking me if I want a, a critical thing for Alaska. I got to go back to fucking Alaska, and they still got a damn quarantine.
2: Yeah. That was but me. it's just like, guys will be like, um, or you're starting to charge a little bit more kind of deals. Like, for one, we have to pay the range, because we don't own it. So I'm having to pay the range. Two, it's like, a lot of, it, a lot of this money, it's going to... Is going back to the club. We're buying prop shit. We just bought props that are worth more than a lot of dudes rifles, like some barricades. So it's like, we're, we're buying, uh, other stuff for the club radios or whatnot, shop timers and everything. It's like, I'm not going to try to pocket, you know, trying to pocket this kind of pocket change in a sense. Um, you know, or I'll joke with some people. It's like, yeah, how, how do you think I got all this gear, dude? I'm using the club money, whatever. But that's just to mess with people. But so, I mean, and so it's like we're trying to give everything back to the, to the club kind of deal and just build shit because shit isn't free, man. So even dance um, or even our train ups, we try to get more guys to come out. But it's like one of those things where it's like or you might have some people's like, damn, this train up's expensive. It's like, yeah, class is usually more expensive than a competition you're actually there how like in a competition i don't care dude run stage i ain't gonna give you any tips like i'm not i'm not kind of getting paid to give you any tips or forced to give you any tips or anything or during a competition state of mind or just run a stage and blah 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 or a train up we're kind of trying to focus on solely on you kind of deal so it yeah we might charge a tad bit more for that but at the end of the day it's Again, still going back to the club. I wish more people could come out for that. But, um, again, man, it's just some people like to or save their money and do the training on their own. But are you really – I mean, at the end of the day, man, you got to learn how to uh, – how you got to be – it's like you could be good on your own, but are you good under somebody else's rules? So that's kind of like where um, – how are you going about uh, validating your training deal comes, comes to mind. I mean, you're like, how are you playing under somebody else's rules too? It's like sort of things so, or somebody being there to look at you, uh, to coach you as you're shooting a stage or whatnot. So we try to do train ups for a lot of these guys. Um, we're there. I mean, start that's on our own time. Cause we are, while we are a club, we're not a club in a sense of taking right. You're not the club, or, you're not the ones, yeah, getting yeah, paid. yeah. right, no, right. No, 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 we don't like what we call it a club, but like any other club, they have memberships. For me, I don't feel that they, they get their money, there's money's worth because they're still gonna be, don't, I mean, for the most part, I mean, if you're shooting a match, you're only gonna be say like paying five bucks less than the other dude or ten bucks, so it's like it's not that much for us. So we're more of a club to like, um, how you host match kind of deal. So yeah, maybe if we had like a legit club where we're charging dudes 150 bucks a year, or a year, yeah, we'll do, everything will be free at that point if you're a club member. Like, right? But for us, it's just, in hindsight, it just doesn't make sense right now. I mean, if it was yeah. my range shirt, sure, I'd, Let's do memberships, but it is in my range. So they the they the range still has to get paid, and they take most of the money, and whatever it's left goes back to the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. just
1: recently uh, bought a uh, shot marker, and I built the frame for it. Uh, so we used that in our last match. That was super cool. Um, and you know those things are twelve hundred bucks. So yeah, you know, plus the the price of the frame, it's you know. Yeah, money's got to come from somewhere. I'm not, I'm not just going to donate my personal money to it. You know, I'll, I'll donate my time. I, I we donate a lot of time to the club because what people don't see is the, is the background work. Um, you know, we've got close to 1500 pounds of steel Well, we had to go out hunt, and uh, you know, luckily I had a good buddy who makes steel locally. So, uh, got all that stuff. Um, the barricades and our, we got a bitch and metal rooftop, um, And all that stuff took time to negotiate pricing, get it delivered, get it set up. And then in the mornings, you know, our Connex box is down past the 200-yard line. So we got to run downrange, unload this box of all of our crap, bring it back to the range. Luckily, we get a lot of help most of the time. But just the organization aspect of it, uh, running our email account, um, I'm working on, like I did for Cypresside, I'm working on T-shirts for our club where 100% of the profit goes back into the club, um, stuff like that. It's it, We're donating our time, but we rely on our club members to, you know, be able to help us pay for all the cool stuff that we get to use.
0: Right, right, no, that makes sense, man, and I mean, you guys do it right, and I consider that, and that's a big, we're, we're coming up on the hour, I'll let you guys kind of wrap it up a bit, yep. or beyond the hour, actually, but anyway, yep, yep. but you guys do it right, man, and that's kind of one of the reasons why it's worth talking about that this different level, Cause you're there, you see it. You're practical. You're mentoring. You're bringing new people into the group. You bring other guys around to other matches that you go to. You don't just show up on your own. You're always bringing somebody with you. Um, You know, I can't yeah. help it that they're liberals from California, but that's where you live. <laughs> and uh, that's
1: um, only
2: one.
0: Oh, that's just the one. <laughs> yeah, just one. Gotcha. Yeah, that's
2: Trevor's gay Blake, gay brother Blake. <laughs> yeah. Hey, actually, yeah, he just moved to Arizona, so he's gonna he's
0: gonna turn that into shit. Oh man, I mean, not that because he's he's trying to vote, know, he's dude. trying to vote Arizona different. I get it, but no, oh, yeah, man, that's yeah,
1: guaranteed.
0: But no, that that's that's all. So I just I was just like I said, it's it was a good conversation to have, and it beats me bored. And and just people, it's they don't get the fact that they hear saying one thing and they never put it in context with me, and they think I'm this giant anti competition guy. But really, it's their lack of fucking comprehension, and they don't listen to what I say. They just you know they want to hear what they believe, and that's it a lot of I've seen that a lot lately, but it's what I believe, you know, it's like what I choose to believe
1: um a lot, lot of there's a lot of verbal diarrhea out there,
0: yeah, yeah, that's all. but hey, tell everybody about your uh San Diego there, tell them where your match is, what's going on, when you have stuff, how they can find it, and um you know what they need to do um. For to 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 get out there in California to shoot some of your matches,
1: yeah. So uh, every fourth Sunday at uh, Paula Tribe Range, I think their email address is uh, Paula Tribe Range or Range at Paula Tribe, or just if you Google the Paula and Range, it'll come up. Um, but it's the fourth Sunday out there, um, and uh, we do our train ups usually on Saturdays, uh, either first or second weekend. Uh, on Saturdays. And uh, as far as finding us, I think our email is sdprc.one at gmail.com. Um, shoot us an email, we can add you to the distribution list and uh, answer any questions that people have if they want to come out. Uh, we got guys that come all the way from Vegas. Um, so, you know, it's uh, easy to, to hit them up at Sin City Precision, maybe carpool if there's people from the Vegas area. We've had a handful of people come from the Bay Area, all the way, you know, Phoenix, come over. So, you know, people drive a good a good ways to come to our matches, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, and anywhere between 60 and 85 rounds, and six to eight stages on on an average uh, weekend or an average Sunday. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot our Instagram handle for the club yeah
2: it should be this uh, should be san diego precision rifle club um so again just email us we'll, uh, uh with your name and whatnot we'll add you to distribution list and uh, uh send uh we'll usually send out links on practice for practice score to sign up um again squad one come at your own risk if uh, <laughs> you go there
0: nice <laughs> you want to be in squad
2: one uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it. yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, if you want to make me
0: laugh all day? Sure, it's nice, good. nice. <laughs> You'd be like, laughing, that dude sucks. Why'd he show up? <laughs> no, but that's hey, cool. Man, um, uh, but yeah. I'll see you guys, like you said, in, in February. We'll be doing a class in San Diego, more in LE. One, when we we'll get you guys out there and do something and, and try to back it up, um, because we do have that L, uh, that San Diego class. Um, happening. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the other one, the week after is, uh, for right now it's booked or booked, I guess. Um, so I mean, again, hit us up, get on the waiting list, but once you, you, you can send me a link so we can have guys actually start either throwing the deposit down so we can know who, who's actually going to come. That way I can, uh, again, um, update my list. But when you come, because I know you're doing the LE1 the week prior to doing the the other one with the, the civilian, whatever.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll sort that out. I, I'll get with Mark this week and go over the jam- – or next week I got to be in Alaska. So, I'll, we're going to be hitting yeah. up our 2021 schedule. So, I'll make sure I get you guys linked up and everything yeah. that you need. Um, but, yeah, that'll, if, that'll yeah. work out good.
2: Yeah, and it filled up fast. So, I'm sure we can do another one. So, Right, right. They love you.
0: (laughs) They do until I'm shooting with them, and then they're ah,
2: Frankster.
0: Um, until until you're the Johnny Come Latelys, and then and then you bitch. All right, right. guys. Anything else you want to wrap up? I think we covered pretty much everything we mentioned in the um, in in the uh, in the email there. But no, it's a nice it was a nice conversation. I mean, it went pretty quick. We're over well over an hour now, and we're almost yeah yeah. I think it, it it's it is. I mean. Comps validate training, right? And you got to put your 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 comp shooting into context. What are you looking to accomplish? What are you um wanting to get out of it? And and where do you want to take your shooting to the next level or not? You know what I mean? Is is it something you want to do? Is it just something you want to you want to add in? Is it a value added? But I mean it's there's a whole bunch of reasons why people shoot comps and and we're not against any of them. Unless it's it's some weird kind of I need to raid the prize table thing and then we think you're jerks, but, hey, that happens.
1: <laughs> right, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's
0: <laughs> how many, yeah, let, let, so. let's admit it, how many times have we heard somebody, like, fucking on a, oh, I'm going to get that on the prize table, and then you send somebody up ahead of them and take it?
2: <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that shit's, uh, that shit's uh, hilarious, man, it's just, we, yeah. we, well, we
0: did that at Gunworks, didn't we? Because uh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I sent that girl. I sent that girl for mine, and uh, I sent her out to grab somebody when somebody else was like, oh, I wanted that. And then I'm like, oh, here, you go now because they're calling my name, and she can get it.
2: And then, oh, man, yeah. yeah Even <laughs> at the horny match, uh, there's a spur uh, certificate, and I was like, because I pay to fly over there just to RO. There's a lot of people that got RO'd, but they shot free, and uh, the points uh, – Uh, actually, um, they kept a score or whatever. Right, right. Counted. So they shot it one. Yeah, yeah, the score counted. But I was probably one of the very few that actually flew out there to just the RO. So I was like, you know, fuck, I'm trying to somewhere get my money back. But and then another dude that we went there, Ben, uh, he he was eyeing that sperm out. And I think he was at 53. And uh, Scott called all the ROs to like uh, to walk the price table. And I fucking took it. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it's so like he was just looking at me like, "What the? F-? Like you should have RO'd bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he was 50th, right? So it's all right.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it was pretty funny. He called it literally the spot right before Ben was, Hey, all the ROs go up and Ben's just standing there with his dick in his hand.
0: <laughs> classic, classic. All right, guys, <laughs> man, it was awesome. I appreciate it. It was a good time to, to get me from talking to myself and, and, and all that. But, uh, so, Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper podcast. You other guys can comment. You can go in the app and do all kinds of shit, or go on the site. Uh, they're working on the site still. There's all kinds of crazy shit happening behind the scenes on the site. I was answering a bunch of emails today with it, so there should be some changes. I'm I'm pruning down some of them sections too. And um, I had a th- this morning. I threw a fit because it almost looked like they were renaming the Bear Pit, and I'm like, No, you better not be renaming it. And, and and I was like, no, don't do that. But uh, and other than that, it was uh, it's 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 it should be pretty good when it's done. Getting rid of some of the dead weight, getting rid of some of the, the sections that don't move.
2: Dude, yeah, that's a, that's a section I'm not going to so insert. Sends me links. I'm like, dude, I got time for that. <laughs> like right? that's I don't go. That's yeah, that's a that's a, a black hole right there.
0: The, the, actually those are some of the best texts. You know. <laughs> no, I'm,
2: it it is, but it's like you like, dude, you, you can get like start trolling people they're good there i bet yep
0: yep all right guys have a good I, one we'll talk to you guys soon man have a good one all right man out music this is music's long